Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Informed Data Podcast. Sydney Landis here. And joining me today, we have Greg Jones, our Chief Product Officer. Welcome, Greg. How are things going in the product world? Things in the product world are great. We're always finding problems and solving them for people. So you you, you got to love that. Great. I <laughs> love to hear it. Um, and with Greg here, our topic of discussion today is integrations and more specifically APIs. So Greg, for a non-tech-minded person like me, um, can you just kind of describe what are the basics of an API? Yeah. So an API really is just a set of rules and specifications that dictate when an input is sent in, a certain response is going to be delivered back. So like, and I know that's probably not a great like non-technical thing. So I like to do it through an analogy. So um, think about the last time that you ordered something online. Um, And most of the time, you know, the site that you order from is that it would be the API. And what you enter into your to your order, you want blue shoes and you want one pair in size seven um, and you submit that. That is that is what you're um, that's executing an API call. And then what you get in the mail the next day or so on or so forth is the response. So the the platform is the thing that you say, hey, this is what I want from you. And then magically, what comes back is the the API response. I got you. So is it fair to say, like in the most simplest terms, that an API just allows two applications to talk to each other? Like, does that sum it up well? I think so. But it's with really specific and really clear rules of how to communicate. Gotcha. So to focus in on our industry, can you explain why integration is important specifically for CRAs? I would kind of dig a little bit deeper and say, why is an API integration in, important for CRAs? So really, at the, at the end of the day, um, and you know, at the end of the day, an API is really kind of the easiest and most purposeful ways for two companies to exchange data. Um, Like I was saying, it's really this agreement about how you tell me what you want, and then I'm going to go and get that, and I'm going to give it back to you. What's great about a a well-designed APIs, that is, um, is that it really reduces the friction and the uncertainty in what is being ordered and then what is then delivered. So it's almost like when you you determine that you, you want something, you want a certain good or service, you know, if everything was built like an API, there would be no surprises. You would, what the customer expects, what the customer asks for and what they expect is what they is what they get back. Gotcha. And so just out of curiosity, like what would an integration-less world look like, um, either in general or in our industry specifically? Like, would it be somebody emailing and order information and us like faxing it back or something? Like, what does that look like? So, the, you know, Sydney, the thing is, is when you get, you know, way back in the day, go to the Wayback Machine, way back. And there actually was a world where right. things weren't integrated in the past. And what that looked like, and, and, and this is going way, way back. But the, what that looked like to a point was there were periods of times where people would transmit data by sending big, giant tapes. And so, oh. you know, imagine... 
right? Just imagine if that you were requesting a, you know, a information on a, on a candidate and you had to send, and we were sending you a tape of information that you had to then load and kind of <laughs> put, put into the, to, to your machine. Um, but kind of pre-API, people exchange data in a number of ways. They did it through um, they did it through um, email, they did it through fax, they did it through um, just deliver like FTP of uh, FTPing data. And the the big and so the the method of that transferring is is um, you know is annoying if it's not an API. But the most but the most frustrating thing kind of pre-API is that, there was a lot of items that were left up to um, that the, the, where there could have been a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. You asked me for a full file of a set of records, and what I what I heard might be different than what you meant. And so, pre integrations really left a lot open for um, personal interpretation of what what was being requested and delivered. Gotcha. Cool. So, um, how does the process work? Like, how does a data provider integrate with a CRA? Yeah. So, you know, first, right, just kind of the API is really this kind of messenger that delivers your request to the provider that um, that you're requesting that information from, and then delivers the response back to you. And so, um, you know, the CRAs they kind of come in a number of different sizes. There's very large CRAs and likely they're going to be directly integrated into an informed data API them, themselves. And so smaller CRAs or kind of mid-tier CRAs may use a third-party platform. And the third-party platform um, in some cases may act as the integrator. So they may have the API, our API connected into them and then they provide kind of a user interface to that um, to that CRA. Now, some of those CRAs that are using platforms may also integrate into our API, um, but that's usually because they're looking for um, some additional functionality that doesn't actually um, that doesn't actually exist within that platform. I gotcha. So, okay, that kind of answered my next question, which was gonna kind of be like. Why would a CRA choose to do one or the other? Why would they choose to either integrate directly or go through a third platform? Sounds like it's maybe based on the size of the CRA, like whether they're able to, I guess, manage their own. Yeah, it's it's probably it's really more around um, does the does the CRA or does our customer um, do they have the uh, an engineering team right. that owns a pl- that either owns a platform or has the ability to integrate directly into um into into our API. Gotcha. Um and when we talk about APIs, what are some of the key features of a well-designed client-facing API? Yeah, I actually think about this a lot. Um and especially as um you onboard customers for a new product or onboard new customers. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that I think about from a product perspective around APIs is that I want it to be as as seamless and frictionless as possible for a customer. And so I think about it as, um, you know, well-designed API 
is number one easy to use you don't have to be a you don't have to bring in a, a you know a, a really high-end engineer in order to integrate into um into your api it should be secure um it should be future proof so that if and take for instance informed data we decide that we want to as we launch new products we don't want our customers to have to go and recode to a whole new um api endpoint we want our our api to be future proof so that they can access all our current products and then all of our future products um on that on that api gotcha um yeah so that makes sense and so you mentioned secure um in our industry you know we're passing along a bunch of data obviously that we want to make sure we are keeping secure so how does inform data ensure that integrations securely pass data to our clients yeah i like to break this into to, to two categories right the first category is preventing access to your api for unwarranted people or entities and so you know with with that it's really using kind of a very strong um authentication solution like oauth um or you know making sure that you don't just have an open api and anybody in the world can access it you have credentials that um or you know tokens that that allow that api to be accessed by by the outside world um the second part is um that i would say is like how do you if how do you how do you prevent people from stealing data in transit right and that would be you know making sure that you're encrypting the traffic um to and from the requester so instead of having the data in kind of an open um you know text basis have that data encrypted so that it doesn't um so that somebody can't you know air quote grab it out of the right. grab it off of, off of the wire um the the second part of that would be to really expose only the data that is requested and so you know one of the things that i think is a, a key is you you know some some designs will produce all the data that's available like you send in a request and they produce in the and all the data possible is, is released um but really kind of exposing the the minimum amount of data needed for the request is a is a good is a good protocol that way if the data is captured um by you know bad actors then then there's less that's out there and then the the last part is if someone were to kind of get access to um a authentic a basic token or a token to to access the api using things like monitoring and rate limiting so that if you notice that a customer usually only pulls 10 records a day but wow today they're pulling 20,000 records it's probably something that you want to put a you want to put a block on or you want to at least go and understand why that customer is is pulling that much information gotcha makes sense um and then so people listening may have heard or maybe seen on our website that informed data we kind of call ourselves an api first company um can you kind of break down what exactly that means what that really means is if you think about when you build a new product we build it into the api and so the api is the way that you access this 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 product or our set of products um it's making it's looking 
through the lens of how your customer is going to leverage this API and ultimately the product behind the API um, to help you design it to, to design it the best way possible. And so, you know, if you think about, um, you know, what Informed Data has done is we have a product team that is responsible for the API and the way that customers experience our products. And so keeping focus on the usability of that, of that API is kind of core. Um, you know, uh, great documentation. Um, if you kind of, you know, the documentation is such so important um, with designing a good API, because if you take the time to document what the API does, then going back to what we were talking about before, it's really that contract or it's really that instruction manual so that the user of that API can then actually has an understanding of, of if I ask for X, I will get Y. And so really good documentation that, and, and here's the, here's the, here's the tricky part. Well, good documentation that's then updated um, as part as things change and evolve on your API because you'll add new products, you'll add new um, error codes, you'll add new things like that. So making sure that you have that. And, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, from a, my thought is kind of the key things are, you know, ensure the ability to add new product functionality or change that functionality. Um, make sure that it's, you know, flexible enough so that any changes are relatively seamless for the customer. You know, kind of this broad heading of do no harm to to your to your customer's current integration, but give them the ability to add new features and products if they so choose. Cool. And then um, still focusing on informed data specifically, what sets informed data apart from other companies in terms of our approach to integration? Yeah, and I I think I think the uh, you know, with that, it's, I, I like to think of uh, ra maybe rather than like what sets us apart, because I think a lot of companies will, you know, they're either good or bad at it. But, you know, we really focus on driving best in class API development. And what that means to us is, is this, it needs to be easy to learn, intuitive to use, hard to mess up, and easy to extend to add new products. Um, and then just to wrap this up, um, so we've kind of learned about APIs, what they are. We focused a little bit on how Informed Data's API works. So if somebody listening is curious, um, how would a CRA get started building an integration into our system? Yeah, well, if you're a current customer, thank you. And reach out to your, to your um, account executive or to your account manager. Um, and I'd be surprised if you're not already integrated into our API. But if you're not a customer, the first step is really to contact us, um, really, because what we want to do is we want to understand your needs and ensure that you're getting the product that you need. Cool. Um, Alrighty. Well, that was informative for me because, like I said, I'm a very non-techie person. So I actually learned something today. Um, so thanks so much, Greg, for joining and sharing this information. I know you're very busy man. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. And then for those of you listening, we hope you also found it interesting and helpful. And if you have any questions about integrations or informed data's API first methodology, just shoot us a message. And otherwise, we will see you next time. Thank you all. Thanks.